Hello, everybody. It's Mark oh, and Oh, no, thank you. No. I, it's not the brand I'm looking <laughs> for. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the D'Amelios. I am Mark. And I'm Heidi. All right, so I think we're going to talk about more of the business side of social media today. Because people are always interested in that. They want to know about how we make content, brand deals, things like that. Are so, they? yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I'm inter- I was interested in it before. I was when the girls first started. When I first realized that this is could potentially be a business, I was all interested in talking with with people to find out the ins and outs of the. It's called the biz, honey. <laughs> B-I-Z, the biz. All right, so- People still use that word? No, just I do. Okay. I'm bringing it back. So I want to say one thing. I do have- Just one? No, I'm going to say a bunch <laughs> of things. I'm And we're going to do another word count on this one. Oh, and Okay, so what do you want to know? It's interesting because as parents, we're both on social media and there's some- places where I have more followers than you. Yes. But Heidi, Heidi D'Amelio <laughs> is actually an Instagram mogul. <laughs> an oh, Instagram. What like, is happening right now? Your Instagram is on fire. And. Okay. Side note. I, if if I have any OGs out there, if you remember me talking about not posting for Ch- Charlie's birthday post yet, still haven't done that. I'm so behind, but go. But you really, so Heidi, I think has over two point, what are you at? 2.5 million? I honestly don't know. And it, and that doesn't matter. You're doing very well. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but people often ask us like, they're like, how do you, what how do you put your content together? Mm-hmm. And for me, I have no rhyme or reason. I'm just, I'm just going forward every day, doing some, some things, but you, why don't you talk about Instagram? Cause you've done a really good job. <laughs> your stories are phenomenal. Your photos are phenomenal as a parent. I think you can give a lot of other parents out there who are building their personal brand, some, some good advice. So go Heidi, tell us your secrets. Well, I'd love to say that I have this whole master plan, but, mostly my okay i'm i will say i am pretty consistent with my stories um and the the reason is probably going to be way different than you think i my whole family is in louisiana and then my other family and in-laws are in connecticut new york that's been for a long time. So I put stories so that my mom can see what we're doing on a daily basis because we don't talk every minute of every day. We live far from each other and life goes fast. So that's my way of giving her the inside scoop on what we're doing. And she loves it. And she loves being able to keep up you know, and even like for my sisters too, like they'll post stories or or post. And that, so it's kind of her way of keeping up because, you know, we grew up in a time and she grew up in a time where you would get together and you would, you know, visit and talk about all the things. And it's just not the way it is. And I don't live there now. So that is the main source of my constant Instagram stories. 
Um, let me interject here yes. because I have a I have a viewpoint. Um, it, may I? I don't want to. I don't yes. want to force the issue. Um, <laughs> I, what I love about your stories is you shed light on other creators, big and small. So it's almost like your stories to me is a news feed. Like Ooh, I get to see things other from, people from Markel Quinn. You you'll post you'll post small creators you'll post fan pages um and you always tag them so like when i go i i honestly and I'm, i know you might think i'm being i'm kidding around but i really look at your your story post as almost a news feed and then i'll go to other it reminds me about oh you got to check i haven't seen markel's page lately let mm-hmm. me go see what he's up to Thanks. quinn even the post and the fan pages too are really cool Yeah, the work they put in. I I know I say it all the time, but unbelievable. They're so talented. Did someone tell you to do that or that's just kind of how you've you've been doing it? I just like, I I feel like I don't want to keep, like people have to see this. Like they're, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like everybody should see it. And I know I don't have, I know there's a lot of people with a lot more followers, but if I can have just the people that follow me go check out the, their pages and their posts and stories and whatever. Um, and their content I, is important because I don't know. I don't know. I just like doing that. I just feel like, I feel like if we were friends, like let's say off of social media and I'd be like, Oh, you have to meet my friend here. Meet my friend, I love that. you know, cause they're, whether I know them or not, they're, I, I want you to meet them because they're funny or they're talented or, oh, this, you know, it's a fan page, but they, they look at these edits they make. And sometimes it's touching and beautiful and makes me cry, as you know. But um, sometimes it's just cool stuff and cool people that I think everybody should see. I love that. And I'm going to and you have a you have a strong following. So to shed light and and put the spotlight on on. Other creators, small creators, big creators, I think I think is re- really cool. I'm going to start doing that if you don't mind. I, I think everybody should do that. I think you should always have someone or a group of people that you're bringing up because there's room for everybody. I, I've been thinking about like what my social media perspective and what was cool is early on on TikTok, I was like the dad from TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to, I never wanted to be in the back of my kids' videos. And I never wanted to do dances and, and embarrass them in any way. So I kind of became this dad's perspective of of TikTok. And I, I did a lot of, I used to only lip sync like older songs, either old rap songs or old R&B songs. And Wait, can I just interject? Sure, yeah, of course. I just wanted to say, well, you were just saying, you're not going to see me like in all the videos. When you see Mark or, Mark or myself in our kids' videos, they have pulled us in. Like, I think when things were started out, it was like f- more fun. We were doing it all the time together, just sitting around the house. But now, there, the any video you see me in, the kids are like, get in here. I'm like, oh, I like, I look a mess or I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. What's the song? Like, sometimes they set me up like to be funny and I don't know what's going on. So. And, and just to say something without hurting my my kids' feelings. Um, Charlie's not the best teacher. She's not the best in... She's not easy on the words. She's tough. She'll teach one time and say, let's record. Yeah, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. She's like, you got it, you're fine. And then we'll do it. And she's like, mom, you could do better. I'm like, what? 
I know, I know, but I need help. <laughs> so, so I think we both, I think you found your lane on Instagram and you, your lane for Instagram, especially IG stories has been kind of, um, almost like, like you're a, you, you're basically posting other people's stuff, but you're, what do they call it in a, in a museum when they curating? When, yeah. You're curating other Wait, people's I forget, stuff. I'm not sure if this is the name, but have you, did you see when I posted, I think it's called for Washington. This, I think, I think they're siblings and they're acapella. Oh, if you, I, let me check right now. They are so good. For uh, Washington, the number four. Uh, that's, I think it's spelled out for, but let me double check because people, you should check them out for, but keep talking. So back to our last. Yes, for Washington, F-O-U-R Washington. Um, this is their Instagram, but I think it's on everything. Uh, they're, they're amazing acapella singers and their siblings. Is it so you think it's reserved on all their platforms? Yeah, I think it is. I found I originally saw them on TikTok and then I followed them on Instagram too. Yeah. So, so I think for me, I need to find for TikTok and Triller, I need to find my lane because we don't want to. We have other things that we're doing. We have the Hulu show. So you don't want to make it more documentary like because that's what we're doing with the Hulu show. I, I want. So I need to find my lane on what I'm going to do little bit of old school music, but then more just vlog style from my perspective, which probably no one really cares about as a, as a dad. That's not but, true. But, but I need to do a better, better job with that. I think now that you've told me your secrets to Instagram, I'm going to start, <laughs> start doing that. These are the things that I lack with my, I'm just going to say Instagram talk with one about one at a time is I wish that I talked more on my stories. Cause when I do like people message me and like, Oh, that was so good. Like there, there's much more interaction when I talk on my Instagram stories, but sometimes it's like just photos or showing uh, someone else or, uh, what's going on around the house, the dogs, the sunset, whatever. And I feel like people get to know you better when you're talking. Like it feels more like intimate, if that makes sense. And there's more engagement when that happens. The other thing is I love posting pictures. Um, and I never have anybody take pictures of me. So I was doing a lot of mirror selfies for a long time. And Dixie was finally like, mom, I love you. You take amazing pictures. Don't st you got to stop with the mirror selfies? It's well, just too much. Is that out or is it just excessive? I think it was just like that's all I had. So all my Instagram posts were that for a long time because we had a great mirror. <laughs> but I, I was like, I don't have anybody. So when she's around, she'll take my pictures. But I, they're not always around me. It's not right. like we're, I, and I'm always not like like in the moments where we're like. I'm dressed, we're going to go out to dinner and I'm, you know, I like my outfit and I like my hair, my makeup. We're in a rush and the pictures don't get taken. So, but if you could be a better like Instagram husband and take those pictures, that'd be amazing. So, yeah, I don't know what that means per se, but if you can if you put know, together you a know. job description, if you know, you know, Oh, no, I, like I when you spot those that. opportunities, Oh, let me get some pics of you. This will be good for the for Instagram. I, I think to, if you go back to our last episode and we talked about this, 
this currency. Like I'm not looking to take these followers and, and monetize them. I, at my age, I'm looking to, to do something bigger and to do something where I actually have an impact on, on people. I mean, look, it's, it's a big thing to have over 10 million people click the button to follow me. And I feel I, I have an obligation to, to say something that, that makes a difference. I yeah, mean, for it's, sure. And let the kids do. But sometimes, like, it doesn't have to be. I mean, obviously, there's major, major um, issues or things that need to be talked about, which you have the platform to do that. But there's also, I think there's things that don't overlook the little things. Like, for me, and I'm saying this to you, but I, for myself, like, I think things that people reach out to me about, like, hey, can you show me how you did your eyeliner? Or, you know, things that I love. Like, I love refinishing furniture. I love organization. Like, when I used to post more of that, and I would get so many people engaged, like, okay, wait, are you inspired me? Look, I did this one, and they'll send pictures. And I just, like, I feel like for me, or, like, you know, putting an outfit together for under 40 bucks. Like those are the things I love that I think other people could get, find helpful. And that's what I want to do more of. Yeah, I, I agree. I look at things that we've done around that, around the house that whether it's, um, you know, the, the DJ system, I put in my office, like I want, like people don't even know those things about me. Cause you, you DJ with vinyls. Yes. Not a lot of people do that right now. I I do. So I think we need to, I would love for people to tell me what they think value I can add in, in my social media. And, and I do think it's, I'm, and I'm not saying what the kids do isn't important because we've seen how they impact other kids Mm -hmm. and the, from the dancing to, to some the funny videos, it's, it's entertainment. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how entertaining I am. So I kind of want to figure out how much I want to add value. If I'm going to do social mm-hmm. media, I want to add value. There is a guy I found him on TikTok, And if I, I really wish I could remember his account, but if you've, I bet if I explain it, people will know who I'm talking about. He's literally the dad of TikTok, And I'll tell you why he, his, all of his content is he shows you in a, like very short TikTok video, like how to change a tire, how to fix uh, if you have a hole in your drywall, how to, you know, put where the windshield wiper fluid goes in your car, everything that and his comments are flooded with. I didn't have a dad around. And thank you so much for teaching me how to do this. You know, obviously, and people will say I could go to YouTube to learn it, but I feel like you're my dad. And it's the most heartwarming, heartwarming account. And he's good. Like everything. I've, I mean, I was fortunate enough to have my dad around to teach me those things. But, I, you know, because of that, I didn't have that perspective of these people who don't have a dad around. And I don't know how it started for him. And like, I don't know if that's how his account started, but he's so good at it. And he's like the cutest guy. Like he's like sweet. And like, you just want to like, give him a hug. Like, thank you. Thank you for putting this content out. And it's so important. And he's touching so many people and teaching so many people, so many things. That's awesome. And I think that's, I've, I'm not the first one to say it. I think a lot of people say it in school, you learn traditional school, you learn things like algebra and calculus and important stuff, but you don't learn 
how to balance a checkbook and, and how to monitor your credit score Mm -hmm. and how to fix drywall. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know how to fix drywall. And that's why when people say, well, I'm going to share his account with you. I, I really need to get his account. When I find it, I'm going to, I've already shared it on my Instagram stories before. So I'll have to do that again. But that, I guess the point of it is don't think you can't add value because whether it's just anything you're passionate about, if you post about it, you're going to find people that are also passionate about it. And don't think like, oh, well, I don't have a thing. Like everybody has something about them that makes them special. And even if it seems little to you, it might be really big to someone else. So just post about it. You totally just motivated me. I did. Wait, you're saying I'm special? You are special. Oh, thank to you. Me. Um, so with the following and all the things that have happened to our family, um, we've done deals with, with brands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of, part of what goes on when, once you get a following, you become a marketing vehicle for whatever, all kinds of stuff. And you've done some brand deals. We've mm-hmm. supported the girls in their decisions, um, and been in the conversations about certain brand deals. What, what do you look for in partnering with a company? Well, first of all, I know my reality. I am. Which is what? Is I'm not a 20 year old that can probably be maybe marketed by a lot of different companies. My window is probably smaller because I'm an older woman. But I do believe there is a market for someone like me. And so when there are brands that come along, I want to like, I just can't agree to work with a brand that I don't truly like it's not something I would use it's not something I would be passionate about or have as part of my life whether it's something I eat or something I wear or something I feed my dogs like it has to be true like I just can't like for the for the money I can't just say yes and because I feel like a fraud and that doesn't sit right with me. I, I think we have always, from the beginning of this thing, we've we've always been authentic. And I think I would, advice I would give to people out there that have the opportunity to make money on social media, you can do both. You can make money and still be authentic. And I think you'll have more longevity if you're authentic. And if you look at Charlie and and our family and some of the some of the brands that we're involved in, Charlie was posting Dunkin' Donuts for free <laughs> for years, for months, right? And then she kind of it, the deal came together because someone at Dunkin', I'm assuming, yeah, they tweeted at her <laughs> and said, and someone in their marketing department was like, "Hey, this kid who's pretty popular." Has no, been- I, she tweeted at them. She was like. Something. Hey, Duncan, let's do a deal or something. I don't remember what it was. It was a long time ago. Because I think from the company side, it's much better to get someone to be a brand ambassador that actually is involved with the brand. So that's Wait. so. If you think of Duncan, we got because she, Wait, she. I think she tweeted at them like, "I want to marry Dunkin' Donuts" or something. <laughs> it was something like that. Okay, go ahead. But think about the deals that we, there have been, the, some of the ones that we did. Takis came because Charlie loves. loves Takis. So she was 
uh, Takis consumer way before that. And that led into it. Sometimes Greg, who's the president of our company, instead of going out to companies, he will just kind of look around our house and whatever Charlie does or whatever we do, he sees what we consume or what we like or what Mm -hmm. we enjoy. And he's gotten, he's, he's gotten to know us very well. And it makes it so much easier to, to do the deals where it's, it's not a financial thing. Sometimes it's, it's that you feel comfortable with it. But let's flip that because we are fortunate to be in the position we are and pick and choose. I think for someone who's trying to grow, I think, um, you know, they might have an opportunity and it might not be something that aligns with them, but it's a good deal and they need the money, right? I think there's a way to do both in that, okay, it's I'm like, let's say this chair I'm sitting in. That is not a chair I would sit in, but I'm going to take what what has gotten me my following to this point, whatever that content is, and use the chair for m- the for the way that I do my content. Does that make sense? Like if maybe a chair isn't a good idea. Like if it's, but you're saying you don't like this chair. No, it's a little uncomfortable to be honest. Like I like arms on the chair. But what if this chair company came at you and said, Heidi, we think you represent this chair very well. And I, and I was at a point where I needed the money and it's not something I know. I like a chair with arms. This isn't the kind of chair I would sit in. So what I would do, if I have a certain kind of content, whatever that may be, I may take my content and incorporate the chair. It's not going to be, here's the chair and I'm going to promote the chair. And it's so obvious. Like I'm just going to use it in the content the way I produce my content. And I, I think that's what early on we let corporations and the marketing team within these corporations or the ad agencies dictate the, how we're going the, to the be represented. Process. And that stopped really quickly, not because we're set in our ways, just because we were Charlie, both Dixie and Charlie know their audience mm-hmm. know what resonates with them. And now the deals that we do, they have a lot of creative control and it doesn't come from a position of there being bratty or my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, if you really want to speak to this audience, let us have some creative control in how we, we make this happen. But back to your point, I would say, you know, as long as something isn't going to destroy your brand, if you're in a position that it's always better to be in a position of strength, sometimes financial situations do not allow for that. Sometimes you need a check Mm -hmm. and that's, Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got, what you got to do. Um, I would just stay away from things that are, that could be catastrophic for your brand and think about what those, what those might be. Um, and we did that. We did that early on. There were some deals that we just didn't think were right for us. And you find sometimes when you say no, if you say no just for the sake of saying no, you're going to get the reputation of being difficult. If you say no with a reason that's well thought out, and and they can't argue, and and they have to look at you and go, "Wow, I never mm-hmm. thought of that." Okay, usually they'll come back and either give you more money or they'll they'll make the content or the deal the way you need it to be. Mm -hmm. I think the girls learned um, very early on 
when they were, oh, the creative, the ad agency or whatever, this is what they want you to do. And they weren't in a position of power, so they would do it. It wasn't anything bad. It just was, it was just not them. And they would do it and it didn't get a good response. And so after proving their point, like, and I think um, you and Greg have been great for the girls with this is like, don't just say no, say you know, I don't think that this works for my audience, but this is what I do think and give them something back, you know, just to say no. And now they're like, okay, now what are we going to do? Like, you're really good at that. Yeah. I say we use the vanilla ice method and that is if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve solve it. So I tell everybody, don't come to me with a problem unless Unless you have a solution. And we call it the vanilla ice method. (sighs) We do. (laughs) I just made that up. Yeah, we do. But wait, yeah, there's something to it. But, and so the girls have, now it's just commonplace. Like the, they're in from the beginning on the meetings of the creative process of of that. And so are you and I. Like, you know, when things are early on on brand deals, like what's the creative? And like just some things just, we just know. We've, and we haven't been in it that long, but we've been in it long enough to know what doesn't work. So, but this is what I think will be really good. So, yeah. And I think it's a good it's a good way to do it. I just think that you, you need to, you need to be comfortable to, to market something properly. You need to be comfortable doing it and you need to have a perspective that on the product or just become, I mean, you know that people, kids, everyone could tell where it's just, Oh man, that guy just got it. Got it. Got to check. And and mm-hmm. there's no passion, and then it doesn't translate into sales. Yeah, and so it's, it's bad like, for the brand. It's just like a not good on either side. I don't want to bring this about me, but if my brand deals are lacking, and um, I don't know why, because I think. As a 52-year-old, slightly overweight, dad bod having Aww, person on. with uh, ACL surgery <laughs> I w- and, and sciatic nerve issues, I would think that I would be a prime candidate for, like, I don't know, some something. Like- I just feel like you don't set yourself up for anything. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things you love. Like, I, I will post... Um, Knowing that this might get the attention from this brand, I do that intentionally. I'll tag them, I'll hashtag, or I will align myself with them as much as I can because you never know that if they're going to see it or not, they might. And so why not? And I think that opens up the opportunity. You do, you never post, like you literally wear vans all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Like that's an easy one for you. I yeah, because it's like. ankles down. That's well, a good one. No, because it. <laughs> and I'm not looking. I'm not fishing for compliments here. I'm well aware. You have of- great ankles. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Best ankles I've seen. Yes. Yes. Really. They're really nice. Wow, that's awesome. Look, I'm not playing a game here. Like, dude, I don't want to. I want. My limelight years are are behind me. I do not want to be. Let me tell you something right now. Let's go back to the DJ stuff, right? This is what I see for you is that 
you haven't done you could do a whole YouTube video about it where you buy your records, this, that. Is it the common thing right now? No, people usually use laptops to DJ. But there is something about the way the, like everything comes back. Right. And so you do this and then you then you could create a situation where you bring someone else up that let's bring this. Let's bring DJing with vinyls back. I don't know whatever it is like you're just the vehicle to help someone else. But it, you it you will be in the limelight because you have the platform. But you'll bring someone else up that has that same passion and then you'll create something for them. When you say I could help other people, that's the thing that gets my attention. Other than that, I just don't I, want th- to be- And that's what I'm saying. You a, can do that. I don't want to be Dixie and Charlie's dad. But it has to be to, something you love. Yeah, I just don't want it to be- Random. Anything I do comes off as I want to be a supporting, as a dad, Like, and I'm not playing coy. I'm not trying to say like I have this- vision of, and I'm just pretending I don't want to do it. I want to be a supporting castmate for my kids. And I do think you have something that you offer to different, different brands. I think you're, you've the, the way from your beauty regimen to how you, how you eat, how you, um, take care of yourself like but i think like buffalo wild wings would be somebody that could get behind me i think that would be a company you love wings i think that would be someone that see there you go shout yeah. them out buffalo wild wings if you need a wing guy yes you are actually an expert i i what dude i'm finding my lane right now right now. on this podcast i love it well for me i you know when we got married and and had kids it's not like I was like, I'm going to put my life on hold because of that. Like, it was just, that's what I wanted to, my focus to be and to throw myself into being married, having a family, having kids. And I did that because I wanted to. But I did say before that, oh, when I'm 60, I'm going to, I'm going to um, revive my modeling career as a joke. But I did think there was something to it because I know what my, my, I have three older sisters, mom, they age very well and so i was like there might be a chance for me i want to just like you just said be a be the supporting mom for my kids my family my husband and that's what i wanted and then and and just to kind of parent and be there and i don't like to do like if i would have tried modeling while i was doing that it wouldn't have worked for me my personality, I like to be focused. No, I was doing things that I enjoyed. I love working out. I was doing that while I was parenting. I was doing other things, but not like, I think when you focus on like working with brands and doing that, you it needs your attention to be done well. And I, I'm not the type of person that could have split my time like that. You know, so I th- I'm ready now. And-, and the girls are at a place, sorry, the girls are at a place where, you know, Dixie's going to be 20. Charlie's going to be 18. You know, I'm not, it's, I'm more of in a consulting role as a parent right now. There's not those like, I mean, we still drive Charlie around, but you know, it's just different now and they're much more self-sufficient. So I'm not as needed in that role like I was. And so I find my, I can put my attention on working with brands and doing things like that. I I think now that we're just, I'm thinking one of the things I've loved is that People that we know that are creators have come to me as someone that has, look, we have a lot of people that help 
Dixie and Charlie, but I do think I'm pretty good at this business. And I think that I've picked it up pretty quickly and behind the scenes, there are a lot of creators that have come to me and said, Hey, what are you doing? And I've offered those services. I do not want to manage people. I've offered those services for free and things that when it gets to a legal thing, I, I call up Gary and, and I'll say, Hey Gary, I need you to look at this contract for, for this, for this creator. So I love that. And if I could do content where I, the problem is I can't answer everybody's questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody comes up and sends me, Hey, Mr. D'Amelio, I have this deal. I mean, I just can't, there's, there's not enough time. Yeah. I I mean, I can't get to any of my Instagram messages or my, or, or, or my messages, but if there's a way to get those common questions answered and bring in experts, like, you know, what is, what split should a manager take? Mm-hmm. You know, should you sign mm-hmm. a contract with the manager? Mm-hmm. What does an agent do? Think all those things that that could be my my lane, and I'm well equipped to be a front man or pitch mm-hmm. something. I would rather do the latter, and I would rather. And this is why you'd be good at it because you you do know this business, and you know business in general, and I think you have a good knowledge of how to run a business. And that's basically what you are when you're a content creator, you're or an influencer, you're running your own business. So you have a lot, a, a lot of really good insight into that because you've run your own business your whole life. And then the other side is it you are, you're not that introverted person that needs to be alone making content in your room. You much rather have someone with you and bounce things off of and interview style or whatever. So it kind of marries like those worlds. And then the best part of it all is helping someone. That's right. where you, that's what you love. See, I loved when, when, one yay angry reactions and I have become very good friends and and I although we don't talk all the time he was just on Dixie's show and that was the best of both worlds because he came in I don't know in our other house and we did we started off doing content together and it was more con- like he pushed me down and it was just and we did this whole thing and that was great but then also he always hits me up and he's like hey what do you think about mm-hmm. this hey what do you think mm-hmm. about that um, I need help with, I need help with this. And I love doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where a little bit of being a mentor in, and, and a father figure to some of these creators, mm-hmm. but then giving them some of the business knowledge that I've learned mm-hmm. and not having them try to re- reinvent the wheel. The wheel's already there. You just, I just need to give you some of the mm-hmm. information. Yep. You like that? I love that. This is interesting. Why did you start sharing your life on social media? So you had, we as parents had an opportunity <laughs> to not, to not get on TikTok yeah. when Charlie was doing it. Why did you do it? And did I do it first or did you do it first? Who was on TikTok first? I think, was it you? I don't know. Well, you'll probably find out, go back. Go I think back. it was you. We probably did it at the same time. Yeah, it was probably like that. I mean, I kind of looked at it like I was on other social media apps. Like it wasn't so far fetched that I would get on. Um, and then, like, I think my early ones, I tried some tr- transitions and I was horrible. Um, 
But I like the concept. Like, I love befores and afters. That's, like, my favorite thing. But I'm not very good at it. So, yeah, my content is a little all over the board on that app. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of didn't look at it like, oh, I'm going to share my life. I'm, I'm going to make, like, silly videos. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't the same as even probably Instagram or Facebook, where I share more of myself. Yeah, I think the same way Charlie and Dixie, well, Charlie didn't think she would have that following. Like, I never thought that anyone, I just signed up for it the way I looked at my Instagram. I had had friends and family and business associates on Instagram. And then on, on TikTok, it just exploded pretty quickly. And I guess the question is not Dixie and Charlie, but for you, now that our life is out there, do you have any regrets? Do you, do you wish you did just sit in the background? There was a time where I did not want this. I wanted, I would much rather not, nobody know who I am. Like, but I was already on social media a little bit and it was kind of too late for that. And then we did a lot of stuff as a family. So it was inevitable that, you know, people that follow our kids would wanted to see what the parents were up to or whatever. So they would follow me. Um, That made me, it's just like, cause I just felt like there's no turning it back, you know, and you're just exposing yourself. And I'm not like, I'm, I'm just like, most moms out there like I'm not that different and and with that like I didn't feel like I was special enough to have like I just felt like I was gonna get a lot of hate and I was not prepared to deal with that because I saw my kids go through it and how hard that was so that part of it was what was hard but you do get a thicker skin you do realize it's not it you know don't don't put too much weight into what negative people are saying and also now I just don't even read too much of the comments um but now I'm so happy that we're at a place and we're more comfortable being out there and I love that we get to show who we are on our own terms and that was important because other people try to make a conversation around who they thought we were and we took that away when we were like just showing you who we are. And I like that. And with things like this podcast, you get to see, yeah. you know, I want to keep this podcast definitely something that people come here for things we don't talk about mm-hmm. anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have regrets. I think that life is an adventure and the more things you could do to make the adventure more adventurous is, is a lot of, a lot of fun. I think we're in this situation because we did not overthink it. I think we would have over mm-hmm. overthought the process. It we probably would have gotten cold feet and maybe t- taken a step back. But it was it's it's been an adventure for me along the, along the way. I, a great adventure for me along the way. With that, I just have to always think about how I'm surprised, honestly how well you've done with this whole thing because (laughs) you know you're the type of person that does not like to be in the spotlight Mm -hmm. um but you're really you're really good at it Heidi I mean you definitely have a great perspective and people gravitate towards you and you've you've done a really great job about it so I guess the main question as you as I think we've answered the question but would you 
if you had to do it all over again, not for Dixie and Charlie, but would you, would you continue to do it knowing the amount of people that would know you and how much of your life is an open book? Would you do it or would you have done it the other way? I would definitely do it again because when you, now that life is opening up again and you meet people that like I meet moms who their kid loves to watch Dixie and Charlie's social media accounts um, and they love their them. The mom's like, you just like, I connected with you. I don't know. There's something about making connections on a big level like that. That is like, it, I, I don't, I love it. I, I never thought I would be into that. It's not about it's I don't know as I get older I'm getting more comfortable with who I am and what I'm all about and just connecting with other people mostly moms that like we're all the same like we all feel the same things at different times in our life as a parent and as a mother and those connections I wouldn't trade that for anything and do you we could dial it back. I mean, there are people that were as popular as Dixie and Charlie that decided they wanted to do something else. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do think, I don't think you can instantly dial it back, but if, if yeah. you made the, if you and I made the decision, like we want to retire to Florida or go somewhere, I, I, I think, Oh, for and sure. And we stop posting. I for think sure. People... Though, though, it's inevitable. If you don't post, you're not going to keep people coming back. They're just going to move on yeah nobody's gonna be like yeah oh i need that i need, I need mark's content, content. <laughs> where i can't go on without without yeah. mark posting that's yeah. not gonna happen so. but I, I i do think this is fun and i i'm you know i was a stay-at-home mom and i feel like um you know when when you end up an empty nester like i was anticipating that and like what am i gonna do like what do i want to do for myself to be have a fulfilling life besides like the things we all know like I love to work out and do things like that but um even bigger than that and so I've had this opportunity at this time in my life to I'm gonna take it and run because it's it's fun and it's exciting I love this for you because we kind of picked early on like I you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and I love that. And shout out to stay-at-home moms because it's not something that I would have been very good at doing. It's <laughs> it's parenting all day during those times when, from you know, newborn, it is is not easy. And but I always had another life. I have people that work for me, business friends, mm -hmm. trade shows, and then there were times that you help me with, with my company and, and would go to certain meetings with me. But for the most part, I always had that outlet outside of our family to do things and to, and to have success and, and do cool stuff. And you basically in a lot of instances, parents put their, put their life on hold to be moms and dads. And you did that 100%. And I love the fact that you're still, an incredible mom. You're still mm -hmm. teaching Dixie, who's 19, and Charlie, who's 17, every day. But now you have this whole other life, um, and we still have a really good marriage. So it's and kudos to you <laughs> for balancing all of that stuff. But well, you, I think I feel like 
um, you know, staying home was, that was not without a lot of sacrifices. You had just started your own business. It was a really financially hard time for us. So it's not like I was staying home mom gallivanting and doing all these. I was home, literally home and just being with the kids. So in those moments, I was still me and I would do that. Like we would do whether it was crafts and, or, you know, when Charlie started dance and I, and she got her first big dance bag, I blinked it out. Like those are things I love to do. So I just took that into my parenting. And now I want to take it onto like in social media and doing those things. I want to do more of that, but thank you for all the compliments. No, that's, that's, that's what husbands should do. And wives. And wives. And partners of all kinds. And people. Yes. Kindness. Yeah. Be nice. Complimenting. All right. So as we're coming to a close, what would you name this episode? <laughs> I'm not good at this. No, but that's why that's what makes it so much fun. I would name this episode, um, Mark compliments Heidi and Heidi rambles on. Wait, do you think you got enough airtime on this episode? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I talked a lot. My throat hurt a little bit. Really? Yeah. This is what you asked for. So I'm so <laughs> glad I can. I did not. I, you made a whole thing of it. You said that I am wordy and you, you, are wordy. you want to take over the. the well, if you give me a chance, see, I have a lot to say. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, but then but sometimes. You know what? Yeah. Ask me more questions. I'll tell you more things. I'm going to. There we are. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Mark D'Amelio. You could follow me at Mark D'Amelio on all my socials. And follow me at Heidi D'Amelio on all my socials. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios, comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.